Hey everyone, welcome to the 5 for 5 podcast. My name is Panchito and once again I am joined by Mike. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing good, Panchito. How about you? I am doing excellent. As everybody knows, we are here on the 5 for 5 podcast, which is the show where we go over five articles from a span of five years for five episodes straight and we give each other pointless points, right Mike? Pointless points, but the journey through history, what is it, Panchito? It's completely priceless. So, folks, we're on our ninth episode. That's right. And it is your turn to bring in the story, correct? Yeah, it is my turn. I'm super excited. Um, I know I say that a lot, but, you know, in the end, this is a quest for ridiculousness. And we hope to bring this to you in the most ridiculous way we possibly can. All right. Well, what do you think? Should we get ridiculous right after this break? Let's do it, folks. All right. We'll be right back. It is time to get into the show, people. It is Mike's turn, like we said at the top of the show, and he is apparently ready to present us with a little bit of a doozy. A little bit of a doozy. I hope it's entertaining, folks. Uh, I have to go right into it because this involves a somewhat famous person uh, from, from the 60s going into the 80s. Uh, This article is actually written by Alan Funt. Okay. So uh, the reason why it's written by Alan Funt is because it involves Alan Funt. So for those folks who aren't aware of who Alan Funt is, Alan Funt is the guy who created the show Candid Camera. OG stuff. I mean, you know. Very fun to watch. Really fun to watch, you know, and and really it was big for pop culture because a lot of sayings and a lot of isms kind of came from Candid Camera to some degree, you know, Uh, especially kind of going from like the 60s into the 80s. It was essentially people getting got, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and people loved it. It was really, really popular in its time. It was Um, probably like one of the first samples of like, you know, reality TV. Absolutely. It was the uh, reality TV of its time. Awesome. Um, The date of this is February the 4th, 1969. The article uh, that as far as the newspaper that it comes from, I should say, it's from the Ocala Star Banner. The actual title of the article is You're Not on Candid Camera. Really simple. (laughs) Okay. Okay. When the captain of our plane announced that we were going to Havana instead of Miami, at least four people who recognized me pounced on me, certain that it was a candid camera stunt. But it was anything in the world but a stunt. There was a little fat man with a 10-inch knife held at the neck of a stewardess, and he was not smiling. It started out as a combination business and pleasure trip. My wife Marilyn and the youngest two of my five children were coming with me as well as a complete camera crew. For 11 hours, we were the guests of Mr. Castro. They fed us, guided us, and treated us with courtesy with one exception. If you wanted any information, everybody was suddenly deaf and dumb. There was no telephone, no way to send a wire, no one to talk to except Cubans, and they wouldn't say a word. Let me pause for a moment before I go further, okay? Okay. <laughs> because we did just kind of jump into this, and, and I feel like there, there is a certain bit of context that needs to be kind of provided before I go further. So, essentially, what is going on to Mr. Funt is he's on an airplane, okay? He was catching an airplane flight from Newark to Miami uh, on a combination of business and pleasure trips. So, he brings the family and also the the crew. Right. The candid camera crew. The candid camera crew, okay? Well, he gets spotted by a large handful of the passengers on the plane. Fans. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, folks understand that uh, he's on the plane, and a lot of folks think that they're in on some kind of hot, candid camera action. Okay, which he kind of was for a lot of the shows, and a lot of the in a lot of the episodes, he was actually like a part of the prank. So when this article immediately kicks off with Alan describing uh, a fat man with a knife at a steward's neck, what he's describing is a hostage situation on his plane from Newark to Miami. Okay. <laughs> My goodness. Okay. And, and, and so to even go deeper into the context, folks, I did a little bit of research. At the end of the 60s, plane hijackings were actually kind of a thing. Like it was an on, like something that were, we were actually experiencing where like you would hear on the news, like another hijacking happened. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. It blew my mind. I didn't know this was actually a thing. And what happened was the plane was hijacked by a bunch of Cuban communists. Uh, guy hijacks the plane. Actually, it's a couple guys. And they de- they're demanding passage to Cuba. They want this plane to like beeline it straight to the island. Right. Okay. And they're like, you know, forget your Miami plans. We're going to Cuba. So here, here we go. When they were good and ready, and that means when they ran up a bill of about $5,000, they found our airplane, which I know was sitting there waiting for us for about five hours uh, in a town called Varadero, where we had been taken by bus from Havana Airport. Looking back at the experience, the unbelievable thing is the way that everybody took it as one big joke. We saw the knife, but everybody was cool and calm, just a little annoyed at the delay. It is strange how you could be so close to danger and not feel it. The story goes on, but it does get pretty wordy. Okay. So I, I'd like to basically give you a summary. Yeah. You know, cliff yeah. notes, essentially. So again, hostage situation, midair, guys who are demanding the plane be rerouted from Miami to Cuba. With the candid camera crew. With the candid camera crew on board. Okay. The passengers on the plane are totally stoked because they think that they're in on a sweet candid camera um, gag, but really it's a real hostage situation. They uh, do, the, the, the pilots, I should say, comply. Okay. Take them to Cuba. They get taken off their plane, shown throughout Havana, great military bases, all this cool stuff. Check out what we have. This is Cuba. We'll even feed you. We'll even gas up your jet. We'll hang on to you for a while. Like Uh not even a full day. Okay. They've, they gas up their jet and then bill them 5,000 us. They're like, thanks for coming. Cuba bills the airline. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Now get out. Does Cuba construe this thing as like a rescue or what exactly you think is happening here that they feel that they're justified to just bill the airline for this whole debacle. It's victory over the West. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What happened to the, to the hijackers though? See, that's the thing. You're, you're never told about that by Alan. Alan basically goes on to talk about how he was fed. He got kicked out of Cuba, uh-huh. sent back, and uh, had to just make plans to reshoot the candid camera thing because it all got ruined by these communists that wanted to go back home. So he never got his show. Correct. Everybody on the plane thought this whole thing was some kind of a gag. Yeah, that's the crazy part. They get flown to Cuba. Correct. Which at this point, Cuba and American uh, relations are not the greatest. This is bad, folks. 1969. Yeah. And so they land there. The hijackers, who knows what happens to them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I w- that's the part that gets to me the hijackers are just not even included in the remainder of the story right and then fidel castro says okay we're gonna essentially save these people but we also 
toured them around. Right. Finger quote, save finger them, right? Finger quote, save. Finger yes. quote, help them. Yeah. And But we're going to take them on a tour of our beautiful country. Everybody gets a mojito yeah. and a Cuban sandwich, right? Yeah, Cubano. So, right. Ropa vieja, whatever, yeah. right? A nice plate of food or something, right? And then once they've got that, he sends them back. Right. And then Castro bills the airline. <laughs> bills the airline five grand. <laughs> Which back in 1969 was a pretty hefty chunk of change. Yeah, he says, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that's a de classic nada. Castro. De nada. De nada. Yeah. Total classic Castro. Wow. Yeah, I was like, I think I like this article because of the savagery on Castro's part. <laughs> right. You or know? the creativity. Yeah. Or the creativity, right? You know, I, I'm not, not, not that I'm one to praise Fidel Castro, but, I, you know, I was like, oh, that's a cheeky move. But that is the article. Well. Who was it that did a had a show? Was Ashton Kutcher had a show, kind of like Candid Camera, right? Very much like that. Punked. Punked, yes. But I can't imagine that if he got taken to like you North know, Korea, right? North Korea or something. That's probably the closest comparison at this point. He gets taken to North North Korea and then he ends up with a bill. Bush would have had to have sent Bill Clinton or some basketball player. Right. He could have sent O.J. Simpson. I bet you. I bet you the Kims would want to talk to O.J. Probably. Yeah. But. What gets me seriously about this whole thing is the way that the gesture probably looked on Castro's end. Like, I want to know if he was either posturing hardcore, like, hey, I did you guys this favor, you owe me. Or if he was literally like, I'm a decent human being, look what I did for you, but it cost me some money. I would like that back. I have a feeling it's a little bit of both, but uh, in the end, it's I think it's more on the posture part. That's right. You know what I mean? Like in that era, it was posturing a lot of posture. Right. I don't I don't like to to say like, look, I I understand his track record quite well. And I know that the whole kindness aspect wasn't necessarily his 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 angle. It's M.O. It wasn't the M.O. Uh, I think he took his two Rolex watches and saw an opportunity. He saw the right time for opportunity. And and he gets to be in the news. Yeah. And I think that's what he wanted. He might get a name drop on Candid Camera. He loves it. He might be a fan of Candid Camera. We talked about castro getting away with some craziness through this whole thing but i think the real like bandits in this whole situation are the hijackers right yeah i mean they're scot-free they don't ever get mentioned in this story again i've never heard of this story before no nobody talks about the late 60s hijacking with the guy from candid camera that never comes up no so what happened to these guys it's a mystery you know, this is communist Cuba. I have a feeling these guys were hired. Oh, oh, maybe this is like uh, some old school Castro, like uh, PR or something. Or a way to get money. Like, let's oh, go just, fish for some money. You know, they just like Castro wanted a cool five grand. Yeah, get some Soviet spies, you know, bring them back, you know, hijack a plane, bring them back. I'll show them a good time and then I'll bill them. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That seems kind of far-fetched. Five grand, even in the '60s. I mean, come on, for a government, it's not that much money. Hey, look, this is a this is a country whose entire lifeline was another country. You just don't want to put it past them that yeah, he would commit some kind of an act like that. Yeah, exactly. The insult was probably worth more to him than the cash, right? Oh, big time. Because, like we said, posturing, right? At that point, 
it was to his advantage to look a certain way and to come off powerful in control, right? Well, he needed to look good for his Russian bosses. He had to show a receipt. Look at this. Yeah. Delta Airlines. There See what I did? Mira con Pan Am. Yeah, Pan Am back then, right? <laughs> Pan Am. That was Pan Am Airlines. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the not so friendly skies, right? Just getting a nod from Khrushchev. Good yeah. work. Good work. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's say that they're not related to the government somehow, right? You think it's easier for them to just go away scot-free because they're landing in Cuba? Yeah. I think a lot of people were trying to run away to Cuba at the time, too. There's a lot of people thinking that they could defect, you know? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, you know, and and just be erased of their crimes in the West. Maybe it was just a matter of them just, like, bleeding into the crowd or something? Yeah. I mean, for all we know, this article doesn't even specify whether or not these guys were Hispanic. I mean, you know what I mean? That's true. Like, yeah, if, that's true. I'm kind of assuming it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and and to be fair, so was I. What if they're Turkish? Yeah, yeah, know? that's crazy. No idea. Man, it's crazy to think about. Like, I just thought it was a nutty story because it's just. First of all, I never knew that this was like an ongoing thing that in the late sixties that like there were people who would demand flights. To Havana. Like, no, you take me to Havana now. Like, we, I want to go to Cuba. Well, it's an international incident, so it's not like a small-time thing. I mean, right? that's just bonkers. And, and they can do it, especially the flights in Miami, since it's so close. Yeah. Crazy. Well, speaking of so close, we're so close to getting into the second half of the show. I think it's just a breakaway. What do you think? Yeah, let's break away, folks, and start thinking about some of the ways that this could be happening today. Or if it even could, for that matter. Exactly. Okay, we'll be right back. This is Evita from Flying Blind Podcast. You're listening to the 5 for 5 podcast with Panchito and Mike. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Okay, everybody, we are ready to get into the second half of the 5 for 5 podcast. And we are talking about some craziness in this story that Mike brought in about a hijacking of an airplane. An edge of your seat thrillers over international skies. (laughs) Caught on candid camera and there's no steven seagal and there's no evidence of this except for the story right yeah and the fact that it was written by the candid camera guy for a newspaper yeah this is a guy that's sort of known for pulling off pranks and buffoonery and things like that so i mean this the story was published and everything it's got to hold some kind of water right there's got to be some credibility to it because it's in a newspaper not like on TV or like uh, it's not entertainment like right it's meant to be like a story yeah an actual story his recount about how he was mistaken as being part of a candid camera stunt when he was essentially a victim does he sound scared what's the tone of the story the tone of the story is very just matter of fact like huh that's crazy this happened shout out to my kids for being pretty good about this yeah you know like he he was just very like the guy was really calm he's like we did as we were told type of thing yeah wow yeah you know and it's it was really interesting how that how that happens and and to be fair it's he got a trip to cuba out of it i mean (laughs) (laughs) And he got shown around a little bit. Yeah, he said he specifically got to see their military bases and the outside of the presidential palace. But they made sure to emphasize that and to make sure that we weren't paying attention to any of the poverty. Oh, so they got like the sort of the public 
tour like the like what we've seen of North Korea. Yeah, they they totally got the propaganda tour. Yeah, the propaganda tour. That's right. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, that makes me think about something we touched on earlier, which would be like the modern version of this. Yeah. So first off, you know, candid camera doesn't exist, but we've got lots of like gotcha type stuff, right? Well, we live in the age of real candid camera. So let's update this thing, right? So it's now it's like a YouTuber. Oh, sure. Right? Sure. Something like that. And the YouTubers on a plane. Yep. They're in basic economy. Sure. And they're there with their, you know, the sound guy and the camera guy because crews are a lot smaller now. Right. And somebody realizes who they are and like some random person on the plane right right and they're like oh my gosh i follow them yeah and I follow so you and right and and hilarity usually ensues when this youtuber's on the plane right right or, or anywhere right in a restaurant whatever the case may be and so they think good to go we're about to experience something fantastic i'm gonna be on the internet oh my gosh yeah hashtag internet famous yes hashtag stoked right okay so the plane is like, I don't know, what what do we fly now? Like Spirit? Well, it, I'll tell you what, it's definitely not one of those, uh, what is it, those Boeing Supermaxes or whatever they keep yeah, getting no, around? No, no. It's like, <laughs> at best, an Airbus. Right. We're in basic economy. Right. And there's pretzels now, not peanuts. Right. I mean, let, let's say it's nice. Let's say it's like Virgin Air or something. I don't oh, know. nice. Yeah, I yeah, know. We weren't really right, nice. Yeah. With it. Like, no, I took a little leap there, but this YouTuber. But he's a YouTuber. Yeah, he's a celebrity, right? Yeah. Okay, so. Good detail. And then the terrorist. You know, that's what we call him now, but it's a hijacker, right? But he's a terrorist of some sort. Right. And because you got to change the language, right? Update it. It's a YouTuber. So it's a terrorist, not a hijacker, right? (laughs) A militant. Where in the skies are they? Uh, That's the, that's what I was getting at next because now they're flying out of, I don't know where. Last time it was Newark. This time, I mean, what's the modern analog? All right. This is where things can get creative. I dicey, think. I think. Right, dicey almost, even, yeah, if you will, yeah. right? I have a couple of things in my head. The first one I'm thinking, this this YouTuber is from some Western country, okay? I'm not going to pick any one specifically, just a Western country. Uh-huh. He's flying over the Middle East. Oh, okay, sure. I think he actually is heading to the United Arab Emirates for a sweet Dubai trip so that he can, you know, YouTube it, you know? Right, because we're in the old story. We're going from somewhere safe to somewhere safe but fun. Right, right. And So we're going like from some Western European probably country to like the UAE. UAE, exactly. Maybe a direct flight from Frankfurt to, uh, you know, to Dubai. Because it's going to get lit. Right, until some other people on the plane wanted to get even more lit. Right, and then then it will no longer be turnt. Right, they will be turning that plane toward Iran. In a different direction, yes. Yes, <laughs> and, and, and I'm thinking these guys want to go to Iran. Oh, okay, sure. Iran yeah. to Iran, sure, why not? Yes, a direct flight instead of uh, UAE, we're heading to Tehran. Okay. Right, and uh, I'm thinking we're going to keep you there. And uh, but this time there is no bill for five thousand dollars in hospitality. You're staying. Oh, oh, you think it's worse now? Yeah. You know, I I think I could agree with that because it's like obviously we don't want to get into politics, but right. there's situations now that probably are not necessarily worse than Cuba, but like consistently as aggressive, right? Right. I think that's a brilliant way to put it. I mean, it's tumultuous at best. Yeah, at best on a good day, right? Yes. And so if somebody's getting dragged over there, they're not going to get glad-handed by the, you know, the 
person in power there and exactly. then just a little pat on the butt like hey, you guys can go home now right and then build out western european country right right but it doesn't work that way you think now and it doesn't work at all okay and all the while because this is this candid camera world that we're mm-hmm. living in now like the real world candid camera yeah this person is like live streaming through the plain sweet wi-fi oh yeah these terrorists at the very least we're recording it and then as soon as we touch land we get terrestrial with it and the data streams start just flying right right and then but then that's it once the officials come in take that phone he disappears he or she you know i think nowadays we're in situations a lot too where we know exactly who did things but maybe it's not publicized yeah there's there, oh i definitely think that's the case i don't even go so far as to say that's probably even going back that was going on in the 60s you know where Things were going on, but they weren't necessarily publicized. Well, somebody on the Cuban end knew who that was. I agree with that, 100%. I mean, at the very least, they let them off the plane, and not as many people got back on the plane when it went to Miami. And I'd say in our modern analog, someone in Iran knows that this plane's coming. Oh, they're expecting it. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, I don't think that that's a leap at all. I think we can make a movie out of this. It sounds like a movie. Please know Steven Seagal, though. I mean, we gotta we gotta step it up, man. This this is this is like serious action in here. I love watching Steven Seagal whoop some whoop some butt, but uh, I think uh, I think you're right. I think we have to go to the next level. You gotta get on that like uh, Jason Bourne type of thing. Yeah, I <laughs> I agree. Like it's kind of and he but but please, if this is gonna be the movie, he needs to have a one liner. This plane's not going to Tehran, you know, <laughs> or just something real sweet, you know, like. <laughs> or he says, I wasn't going to do anything to you guys, but I ran out of patience. <laughs> That's the best one. It's like a new version of Passenger 57 or something. I'm going to be honest. I actually prefer our version of this story so far. To like the real one yeah. with the candid camera crew? Like his, his is like. All right, that's great. You know, you get a sweet Cuban sandwich, you know, get a tour. Back to America, you go, pay some money. But our story has action. Well, because their story was just for a newspaper, but ours is a blockbuster. Yeah, you're right. It's a summer thriller. Right, yeah. What do we call it? You know what you could call it? You could call it Flying Blind. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think Avita from Flying Blind Podcast would appreciate that. Right. But it is a good title. That's for sure. It's a real good one. Yeah. I don't know. We'll talk to her about it. We'll chop it up. This summer. (laughs) This time, it's personal. Flying blind. (laughs) In a world. You go really low with that one. Like, in a world. In a world. (laughs) All right. Well, in a world where we get to keep talking about silly stuff, we could keep going, but we should probably move on to the scoring. What do you say? I am definitely ready for the score because I have no idea what this is going to bring. I'm a little, uh, I don't know, terrorized by it. You took it out of my mouth, man. Now I can't say it. Yeah, I hijacked it from you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, folks. So we'll get into it right after this. This is Evita from Flying Blind Podcast. You're listening to the 5 for 5 podcast with Banchito and Mike. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Alright people, we are back from our short break and it's time for us to get into the scoring portion of the 5 for 5 podcast. Are you ready for this, Mike? Hit me with that score. Yeah, let's do it. I know that the pointless 
points are what you're going to be getting today. They're just completely pointless. But the journey through history. It's priceless. That's right. And that's why we do what we do. And today, Mike, you have earned yourself a very special prize. You are going to be receiving a handful of airplane snacks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But these airplane snacks are special because the little bags are not peanuts because there's peanut allergies rampant. Of course. Across the country. They are filled with plantain chips. Wow. Um, I'm just glad that I don't have to pay five grand for them. Right. Yeah. For the Cuban snacks. That's yeah. right. That's right. Well, they're courtesy snacks. Right. Courtesy tostones. That you get out of the, you know, the kindness of the Cuban regime. Regime's heart. Gotta love it, folks. Egalitarianism at its finest. At its most hospitable. Absolutely. They're a small island, but what a beautiful people. Small island, huge hearts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time to finish up the show, wrap it up, and say goodbye to everybody. We will see you on the next episode. It's going to be my turn. Get ready, folks. We really appreciate you listening. Don't forget to subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. That's Z-W-E-R-C Media. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thanks, Panchito. Peace out. Thank you.